my shoulder strap. Oh, my orange juice is coming out. It's podcast time. Group on Grammar Friends. We'll talk about bear distant lands. And Matt the man and names a woman. The fun will never end. It's podcast time. Welcome to Oh My Glob, an Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And we are here reading and reviewing all the episodes of Adventure Time from the beginning all the way to the end. Oh, yeah. Hey, Matt. Yeah. How are you doing? Uh, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. Yeah, we've had woo, an ambitious last month. So uh, we took some time off the pod uh, because we moved into a house and we were getting that all squared away and everything done with that. But now we're back and we're super, super excited. Yeah. We went paddleboarding yesterday on the lake. Yeah, we got some oil changes. <laughs> <laughs> we adulted. It's crazy. Yep. We washed our cars. Got a new job starting tomorrow. <laughs> it's bonkers. A lot of stuff is happening, but we are here for our fans and ourselves to talk about Adventure Time. Yeah, I missed it. Yep, we've missed Adventure Time. When I when I watched the opening, I was like, ah, yeah, I'm home. Same. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, also today we have coming in the mail the full Adventure Time. DVD set. We're really excited. We decided to get the DVD set instead of the Blu-ray because when we were looking at the pictures of what comes with it, there's a bunch of cool stuff. So we're like, we're doing this. Yeah. And um, the cover was cooler. <laughs> <laughs> it was shaped like the Enchiridion. It's cool. Yeah. And we're going to do a Facebook Live event where Matt's going to unbox it. So we're kind of excited about that. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be all the fun. Yeah. So what you been up to aside from moving? Work. Playing lots of Pokemon Go. Um, oh, nice. You know, yeah, it's been really great. Ca- been dro- oh. Catching all the things. I've been dropping the ball on Pokemon Go. Jeez, Matt. Hey. Get your life together. Meanwhile, you're like <laughs> 90% of the way through Breath of the Wild and you haven't oh, been playing. <laughs> I love Breath of the Wild. Guys, I love Breath of the Wild. It is phenomenal. I've almost done with it, but I want to get all of the shrines, so I am waiting yeah. to beat Ganon until I do that. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Yep. Um, I'm there to help with puzzles on occasion. He is, and it's super fun, and he's like, ooh, ah, oh, do that. <laughs> oh, do that. Do that. <laughs> what I'm, was that? Because <laughs> I'm just sitting there. <laughs> Playing Mario Kart. <laughs> Playing Mario Kart. I look up every now and then, I'm like, all right, I, I, maybe this will work. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> so we are calling from our first house together. Yes, this is this is I'm the calling. Sh- calling. Yeah, we're recording this, in our first house. This is a but, podcast. Yep. This isn't a calling. <laughs> this is the, we're, this is a microphone, and we're recording. There's computers. More on calling later because we have some exciting news for you guys. We we are excited. Yep. Um. Yeah. This is the Shelton version. We're excited. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Well, should we get with the show? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So the first episode that we're covering is Beyond This Earthly Realm has an IMDb rating of 7.7. Overall, episode number 89, directed by Larry Leachleiter, Nate Cash, written and storyboarded by Echo Castera and Jesse Mohanahan. Original air date was June 11th, 2012, and unknown amount of viewers. Ooh, and the title card shows... Finn drifting through an unearthly realm. <laughs> it looks like it's like underwater, but there's a bunch of like bl- brain matter. It's really interesting. Yeah. It reminds me of this. It reminds me of Poltergeist 2. <laughs> if anybody's seen Poltergeist 2. It has a big like, <coughs> excuse me. It has a big uh, like eyeball staring 
It's crazy. Yeah. It's really colorful, though. I like that. I do, too. It's cool looking. Mm-hmm. All right. So, on to the synopsis. This episode opens with Finn and Jake descending down a dark mineshaft-like tunnel lined with boulders. <laughs> Jake makes a Wookiee sound for some reason. It's really funny. He's like, uh, I can't do it. There you go. <laughs> and on the subtitles, it says, Jake yawning. I don't know. <laughs> yawning like a Wookiee. It's great. He helps Finn down using his stretchy powers, and he has one arm wrapped around a rock outside the cave entrance and is lowering himself down along with Finn. And I think what's interesting about that is actually it's like coming out of his butt, so I think it's his tail. Oh. Yeah, I think it's his tail that's that's lowering them down. Oh, whoops. No, it's good. They both wear lights of some sort on their heads. Jake, a candlestick uh, stuck on top of a colander he wears as a hat, and Finn, a flashlight taped to a helmet. I freaking love it. Yeah. Jake is tired and wants to go home, but Phil, Finn, Phil, Phil, Phil face, Finn still wants to search for, quote, a mystery cave. Ooh. Ooh. So they fall on top of each other when they uh, reach the bottom of the shaft, but Finn quickly notices a small opening. So they both crawl out into a much larger chamber containing a porcelain lamb with a red crystal embedded in its forehead. I didn't realize it was porcelain until, until later. Yeah. yeah. So it's resting on top of a stone altar surrounded by three sides of stairs. So Finn walks up to the lamb and reaches to touch it, looking fascinated. But from behind, Jake stops him and says it might have a sacred significance. By the way, all this happened much quicker than we even read it. Like, the, this episode jumps into its plot like literally 30 seconds. It's crazy. It's awesome, actually. Mm -hmm. Finn ignores him, saying he wants it for his, quote, sacred bathroom. When he reaches forward and touches the lamb, a Bright reddish pink light bursts from the lamb's crystal, and when the light shrinks and retracts back into the lamb, Finn is nowhere to be seen. Jake runs up to the lamb and finds that the lamb now has Finn's sleeping face and the red gem has disappeared. Yeah, it looks like our cat when she's watching TV. With Finn face? Yeah, well, she just kind of sits there in like sphinx pose. Yes, yeah. Two inches away from the TV. Yeah, it's funny. So Jake exclaims, Finn's become one with the lamb. Meanwhile, Finn picks himself up off the ground in the same room, not far from the altar, but the cavern has taken a red glow. It looks all ethereal. And um, he's suddenly surrounded by many strange semi-transparent creatures. I really like that part. I think it's cool. I, I agree. I think all these different creatures are just fascinating. Yeah. So cool. And, and some of them are like things we've seen in past episodes, um, which I thought was really neat. But the, it was just so, so creative. Yeah. It goes with like that whole like, you know, theory that, you know, there could be like different realms of existence around us all the time that we just can't interact with. Mm -hmm. This episode plays into that. It's so cool. Yeah. So he yells to Jake when he sees him at the altar, but Jake cannot hear or see him and does not turn around. Jake sadly wraps the porcelain lamb carefully in a cloth, vowing that they will get through this together and seeming to think Finn is inside the lamb. He sits on the floor holding the lamb and yanks his tail twice before it starts growing shorter, dragging him back towards the mind shift. Um, Finn follows him home, unseen and unheard. And in the tree fort, Jake sits down on the, on the couch across from Bimo and he sets Finn down, you know, as this porcelain, like, lamb. <laughs> but Finn is invisible to the other two, along with strange creatures everywhere. So Jake is pondering how to free Finn, and Bimo begins to make electronic farting noises saying Finn always liked it when Bimo did that. So Finn laughs, but of course the others can't see or hear him. So this gives Jake the idea of doing all of Finn's favorite activities to get him out of the lamb. 
He tells Bimo to play Finn's favorite song, which is so funny. Mm-hmm. It's a take on the Incy Wincy Spider. Do you yeah. notice that? Yep. Um, which turns out to be a childish song he liked when he was two years old. The creatures surrounding Finn laugh when they hear the song, and Finn walks out of the house through the wall where he finds he cannot touch Bimo to stop the song that is playing and, and embarrassing him. Yep. Yep. It's hilarious. It is so, so funny. Sitting on the branch of the tree fort hopelessly, Finn watches Ice King chase what the old the old wizard thinks is Leaf Princess, and it's just a leaf blowing in the wind. Maybe it is a princess, though. I don't I'm know. I'm just curious about that. Yeah. Is that a thing? There's a princess for everything. There is a princess for everything. So Ice King grabs the leaf and falls on the grass, and Finn says, it's just a dumb old leaf, you dumb old Ice King. And Finn's surprised when Ice King responds, I know, but it's mine. <laughs> and he asks how he can see him when nobody else can. Ice King tells him that he's trapped in the spirit realm. Which he can see because of his wizard, wizard eyes. <laughs> Legolas, tell me what your elf eyes see. Blood has been shed this day. <laughs> <laughs> so, <coughs> the ice king, my, my throat just got really dry me from too. doing that. <laughs> I had too much coffee. <laughs> uh, the ice king offers to help Finn because he is his friend. And they go to the ice kingdom together. I.K. shows Finn all of the weird creatures that go about his home, including one that poops and vomits at the same time. I had to add that in. <laughs> That's so great. That's where Ice King is like, oh. <laughs> when Finn asks where they come from, the Ice King replies, all over the universe. Ice King says he can't touch them or kill them and that he hates them. Yep, I would too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is one of those cases where you can see why the Ice King, why the Ice King's as crazy as he is because no he's surrounded kidding. by these things all the time and he's, nobody else can see them. He's legit tormented by these. Yeah. And like they can crawl all over him and he can't do anything about it. Oh. Ugh. It's nightmarish. <laughs> it is total nightmare fuel. So he tells Finn that putting all the creatures into the spirit hole in his basement is the only way to get out of the spirit world. So Finn obliges and begins throwing and kicking creatures into the hole, which sounds like it's filled with liquid. So back in the tree fort, Jake is trying to coax Finn out of the land by playing Compy's Castle, which uh, we've seen Compy's Castle in the past. So despite this hopeful, positive attitude, Jake is still unsuccessful. Meanwhile, in IK's basement, Finn is plugging up the spirit hole because he has put all of the creatures he can find into it. However, Ice King says he hasn't gotten all of them and shows him an eyeball creature in his bathroom that he finds particularly creepy because it always stares at him. (laughs) Duh. Finn catches it by pulling it out of the toilet, which is disgusting. Yeah. And puts it in the hole. But Ice King says there's one last creature and it's pretty much the worst because it always leaves these gross heads lying around. He calls the last creature the dead one. Yeah, this thing's actually really creepy. It is freaky deaky. It just like crawls around like puking up little heads. That then chase him around. Yeah. They're like little slug heads. I took note that uh, this is a monster straight out of the game Resident Evil 2. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's in the remake of Resident Evil 2 or not, but it was like this thing that's like you have to fight on a bridge and it does like the same thing. Ugh. Ugh. So suddenly Ice Ice King is chased around by one of the heads and screams hysterically at Finn to get rid of the last creature. Finn finds the creature and chases it with more difficulty than he had with the other creatures. And nearly falls into the spirit hole when he manages to get in it. Get it in. Get it in to the spirit hole. (laughs) So he finds that, interestingly, the spirit hole leads right to the cavern where he found the lamb in the first place. When he climbs out and plugs up the hole for the last time, he searches for I.K. and finds him joyfully bouncing on his bed, complete with a leopard print bedspread. Yeah. That was funny. And singing that Finn, Finn will be trapped in the spirit world forever. He, his one and only friend. So Finn says, yo, 
dude, really? Mm-hmm. And Ice King's like, this is my plan. And Finn's like, I'm going to go reopen the hole. He's like, no, my plan fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> he hurriedly changes his plans and promises to keep him, help him break the porcelain lamb to set him free. Yep. So IK returns to the treehouse wearing a layer of ice as armor. And Jake, who is still playing games, gets up and defends the lamb from Ice King, who says that he has to smash it because Jake, because not Jake, wow, I'm stumbling over my words, because Finn is inside it. So Jake quickly shatters Ice King's armor in two punches and pulls off his robe, yeah, embarrassing the Ice King and causing him to trip on the lamb. So Ice King's face now appears on the back of the lamb's head with Finn's head on the front of it, or Finn's face on the front of it. Trapped in the spirit world with Finn and able to be actually touched by the gross creatures, Ice King starts to... I don't want to... It says in our notes to have a fit, but it's more than that. He's losing it. He's losing it. So he, because he's like not wearing his robe and we know that he has body stuff and and some like, anyway, all of that comes out. And now that they're touching his body and he's freaking out, Mm -hmm. um, he still spins hat and wears it like a shirt and ends up wailing on the floor, waving his arms back and forth. Finn notices the Ice King's hand movements are affecting the static on the television screen it passes by and realizes that they can have subtle effects on the material plane. So and it goes into like this whole thing where like Ice King is talking directly to the TV, like mm-hmm. he's talking to the audience. So Finn and Ice King work together, levitating leaves and scraps off the floor and swirling them around in air currents to the to shift the lamb off the stool that it rests on, shattering it on the floor. So Finn and Ice King immediately pop back into the material plane as the lamb breaks. The leaves fall to the floor as Jake wraps Finn in a hug. Jake says, that was beautiful, then sweeps up the pieces of the lamb, saying that they should flush it. In the sacred bathroom, they both laugh and Ice King grabs them, gives them both an unwelcome hug and cackles hysterically. (laughs) And that's the end. The end. So what do you think of this one? Okay, I have a couple thoughts. First off, I think this was really creative. I really liked this episode a lot. I thought Mm -hmm. it was really great. I love the ethereal plane. I think um, it's, is it ethereal? Ethereal? Yeah. Ethereal plane. My bad. Words. I think it was so creative, so cool. I love um, Ice King's like role in this in this episode. I think it was really neat how he you know had to partner with Finn to to get him out. I, I just think it's really cool. I think Tom Kenny does such a lovely job of Ice King's voice. I think that the writing for Ice King just like shows how tormented he is. Mm-hmm. And I know like in future episodes we're gonna get to more of his backstory. Um, and I don't want to spoil anything, so we're not going to like say more about that. But I do think this highlights how tortured Ice King is mm-hmm. and like how just, I mean, I feel so bad for him. This is another layer of like, there are times when Ice King, you're like, really? And then you have these episodes, you're like, oh, okay, that's why. Yeah. I think like the one thing that was holding Ice King together a little bit was the fact that, you know, he could see these nasty things, uh, but he couldn't feel them touching him and now that he can he's like ah that's like the last straw mm-hmm. i think anybody would go crazy if they had these like scary things around them all the time i mean yep. i see it all the time at work with people who are having visual hallucinations and it's just like it, it it is so challenging and so for him to keep it together the best he can yeah dude ik is, <laughs> is a hero yep so i think i've made this connection to another episode before but this reminds me of the movie from beyond which is a movie all about, like, people open up this portal so that these things that we normally can't see can start interacting with us. Mm. Freaky movie. That is scary. But yeah, that's what that's exactly what Ice King's going through. Mm-hmm. 
It's crazy. It's so crazy. So what are some things you liked in this episode? Um, I love the art in this. Um, I thought the animation was on point. I think that um, Jake was really funny in the beginning where he like, like the yawn that sounded like the wiki sound at first, like right off. And then the wizard eyes, because Matt and I always are like, we, we... <laughs> we always do the legless elf eyes. Yeah, because, well, we play the slug bug game and... <laughs> He's like, how did you see that? I said, it was with my elf eyes. You know, like, yep. you know, we joke about it all the time. So when he said, like, wizard eyes, I laughed so hard. It, it was, was awesome. great. It was great. That was probably <laughs> one of my favorite things. How about you? I also love, I love that too. The first thing I wrote down was I can see all of, uh, what does he say? I can see all things spirit with my wizard eyes. <laughs> It's so great. Also, I wrote Gunter has some sass in this one. He does have sass. Uh, yep. Like, he's like, doesn't believe Ice King that Finn's actually there to hang out. And and he's like, I know I saved that in other times, but this time I'm really telling the truth. Gunter's like, nah, whatever. <laughs> Was there anything you didn't like? No, actually, I like this episode a lot. Me too. I've seen this one a bunch of times. I don't know why I never paid much, much attention to it, but I really enjoyed it. I think this is... A really fun episode. I agree. I think anybody um, looking for just an easy breezy fun episode um, that gives you a flavor of the interesting dynamic of Jake Finn and Ice King, I, I think this would be it. Yeah. And I thought it was clever. I, like, I thought the twist was clever that Ice King was just using Finn to get rid of these things so he can keep them to himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then how easily he's thwarted. (laughs) I'm just going to set them free. But again, right? Like that just shows the the dynamic of... of Remember the episode, the... um, Oh, it was one with the wolf pup. And um, they were just fighting him in the middle, like while this wolf pup story was going on. Yeah, yeah. And how they're like end up sitting on top of him, even though he had them captured. And then they ha- anyway that like it's it, like reminds me all the of all those times where they thwarted Ik, you know. And it was it's just humor. It's funny. It's yeah. just it, this was a, a really good picture of that relationship. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, so Matt. Yes. Where was the snail? Ooh, the snail was on the pedestal uh, where Jake finds the lamb. So we have a picture of like a screenshot of this. And in this picture, you could see all these spirits. And it's like, you can't even describe them. They're really crazy designs. One of them is just like a rhombus or something. And, and, And one's just like a glob with a bunch of mouths. You can also see one of the walls in the background is a character. It's got eyes. It's kind of cool. They have like a little jellyfish guy. They've got a couple jellyfish guys. You get this conjoined twin guy. Yep. Yep. Guys. One that looks like cat dog, but with a mouth <laughs> at the end only. A really messed up cat dog. Yeah. Yeah. Really funny. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's uh, where the snail watch yeah. was uh, of this, the day of 2021. Yes. May. Well put. <laughs> <laughs> Snail Watch 2021. Snail Watch 2021. <laughs> I was trying to do a robot. But... No fill face for this episode. Ooh. Maddie, what was your favorite line? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They were just touching me on the body. Which is Ice King. <laughs> really? <laughs> They're touching me on the body. <laughs> I just think it's such a creepy line. I love it. What's your favorite line? Um. So this is... Jake, at the very beginning of the episode, he's like, Finn, I'm getting all cranky around my joke hole. I like that line a lot. I'm surprised that's one we haven't used in life. Oh, it's so good. I gotta remember that one. Uh, Give me an impression of a character. Okay. Turbos. (laughs) Turbos. I am not good at Ice King. No, it's good. Turbos. Turbo bros. 
Tur bro Turbo Bros. <laughs> it's Ice King while Finn is really trying not to lose it on. Yep, yep, yep. What was yours? Wow, wow. It's the <laughs> gross little spirit that's always touching Ice King. So gross. So, so gross. <laughs> All right, you ready for some trivia? I am ready for some sweet triv. Ice King breaks the fourth wall in this episode when he and Finn are both in a spirit realm by basically stating how the viewer watches the character's actions through the TV. He describes it as a clever one-way mirror. Yeah. It was kind of weird. It was like he was possessed when he was doing it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So there's a Cartoon Network bumper that shows Cartoon Network characters like Daffy Duck, Prince Gumball, Finn, Mordecai, Rigby, and Bugs Bunny counting down from 10, after which Lumpy Space Princess says, Drama Bomb! And Jake blows a raspberry. Before the episode aired, one of these bumpers featured BMO blowing a raspberry, which was part of this episode. Huh. And the bumper featuring BMO was also a countdown of five instead of ten. Interesting. Yeah. That's rad. Immediately after Finn is transported to the spirit world, the portal to Ice King's basement can be seen from the upper part of the cave. Oh, cool. I didn't catch that. Hey, maybe... Let's, let's look at this picture. I want to see. Oh, we can't see it in this right picture. Bummer. That's really neat. Very cool. So the skull on... Uh, the skull on a table next to the TV looks like the one that appears at the beginning of the opening theme, except it does not have spikes coming out of the top. Hmm. Huh. Finn's neck is quite a bit thicker in this episode <laughs> than it is in previous appearances. It's like in, um, what's that episode we love? Up a tree, where yeah. Finn's head is so weird shaped. It's, that it's jacked up. Totally yeah. jacked up. So do you, do you want to hear what your prediction was for this episode based on its name? Hells yes. Beyond this earthly realm. And you guessed the cosmic owl enters the dreams of Finn and Jake as they wake. They're concerned with the future of their life. They try to interpret the message they've received in their dreams. <laughs> so creativity. I love that. I think that's great. Um, as far as how close it was, it has very little to do with this episode, but it has a lot to do with another episode. So I guess I'm factoring that in. I'm going to give it a B. <laughs> I, I, I still I still need a rubric, but no. we're going to go ahead and, you know, move on from that. Thank you. I don't work with rubrics. <laughs> rubrics are the instrument of cowards. <laughs> oh, there's a deep cut for everybody. <laughs> Werner Herzog. You might Thank know you. him from uh, The Mandalorian. Or Grizzly Man. Yeah. Bounty hunting is a very dangerous profession. <laughs> So good. That's like one of the one voices I can do. It's like one of the one voices I can do. <laughs> that sounded kind of like Gloria from ah! Modern Family. <laughs> All right. Let me do the prediction for the next episode. All right. What's the title? It's called Gotcha. All right. So Jake sets up a trick for Finn, luring him into eating Jake's special cookies. Finn falls for the trick and Jake reveals in catching Finn in the act of getting caught. Ooh, fun. Yeah, it's about cookies. It's about cookies. I like cookies. Wow. Wow. Okay. 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 <laughs> you are All like, right. Any last thoughts about this episode? You're like the champion of predicting not quite what the next episode is, but the one after that probably really? is. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I love it. I love it. Any last thoughts? Really fun episode. If you haven't watched it in a while, go back and watch it. It was yeah. really funny. Uh, kind of creepy, but in a not like the Dear Human Hands episode creepy. Yes, I agree. Uh, love this episode. Yeah, see me. Yeah. I'd watch it again. Definitely check it out. For sure. All right, let's get on to our second episode. Gotcha. Gotcha. Has an IMDb rating of 7.0. 
Overall number, 90. Wow. I have a question. Mm -hmm. Should we give it more time in between or will you add space so we can play the music? Oh, no, I I got it. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, cool. Do you want to take a break at all or are you doing good? I'm good. Okay. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Overall number, 90. Uh, Directed by Larry Leachler. Larry Leachleiter, Adam Muto, written and storyboarded by Cole Sanchez and Rebecca Shaga. Original air date, June 18, 2012, with 2.39 million U.S. viewers. Cool. Oh, weird. This doesn't strike me as a Rebecca Sugar written episode. Mm-mm. No. Cool. Mm-mm. And the title card is <laughs> LSP sitting on a, a love, what is it called, a love seat? Armoire. An armoire. Nope. That's the wrong thing. It's not a love seat. What is like the... Um, it's like the... I call it the French red couch. The French red... A chase lounge. A chase, LSP on a chase lounge, laying very sultry with a typewriter, wearing a bedazzled blue dress. With her lumps. With her lumps. And she's in space. And she has a typewriter in front of her and glasses and she's winking. Yep. With red lips. It's great. All right, to our synopsis. The story starts off with Finn, Jake, and Bimo playing bocce ball, uh, turtle, which we both really like. We're like, we like bocce ball. Yeah, I used to play that on the beach when I was a kid. It's fun. Turtle Princess flies on a hovercraft to meet Lumpy Space Princess at her home in the woods. She finds LSP fending off, quote, boys, in this case, ants and fleas, and thinks she is so attractive because of her lumps. LSP has a sink hooked up to a tree. Uh, <laughs> I had to add that in. Yes, which I don't... How does that work? <laughs> Maybe it draws the water from the tree? I don't know. <laughs> uh, in order for to help Turtle Princess with her boy problems, LSP vows to write a book to teach her how to attract boys with all her turtle I love the, the two Gabby girlfriends. So, hey, girl. Hey, girl. They, I, I wish we counted how many times they say girl in this episode. Hey, girl. Her ring is... Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. And then Turtle Princess? Yeah. Turtle Princess constantly says, hey, girl. Yeah, they both do. (laughs) It's hilarious. So some of the bocce balls land near the princesses, and upon seeing Finn, Jake, and Bimo, and with Turtle Princess's suggestion, LSP decides to write her book about Finn. She then improvises a dress out of a plastic bag (laughs) from Squeezy Mart and leaves for the tree fort for note... Jake and Bimo were betting on the winner of the game of bocce ball. I don't know why I said that so slowly. Also, it was really funny because Turtle Princess was like, you can prove yourself with the great white knight Finn. I was like, oh, that's adorable. Yeah. Since Bimo won, Jake has to call Bimo Sensei for a month. Upon arriving to the tree fort, Lumpy Space Princess uses a fruit pie as makeshift lipstick before knocking on the door. (laughs) Jake, disgusted, tries to get rid of LSP, but she insists she is there for Finn and Jake's adventure secretary job opening and produces a handmade sign as, quote, proof. Yeah, I love how, like, they're just looking at her at the front door and she's got, like, all this pie smeared all over her face. I would have loved it if, like, flies were, like, flying up to her lips. Oh, that would have been funny. Uh, I totally forgot that LSP is living in the woods again. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, how is it? Uh, it's so funny. She's like at this campground. It doesn't even make sense. Uh, I don't even know, LSP. Get your life together, girl. Yep. Hey, girl, get your life together. Hey, girl. Oh, man, I can't do <laughs> Turtle Princess. So Finn and Jake never made a sign, but they can't stand to disappoint LSP. So the duo reluctantly accept her offer, and she proceeds to commandeer a table as her desk. So she's like immediately, immediately like bossy and needy. 
So uh, she asks for food and Finn looks around for some. So unsatisfied with the option, she tries to seduce him in order to make him look for more. So upon success, in the form of Finn happening upon some leftover spaghetti, she says, gotcha. <laughs> and Turtle Princess calls LSP's phone to ask her for an update. The next day, Lumpy Space Princess finds Finn putting rocks in Jake, who is shaped like a box. I have to say, she woke up in like a puddle of her own drool and like the couch was like imprinted on her face. Also, what secretary sleeps at their house? Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> Good question. So anyway, so Finn and Jake explain they're taking the rocks on an adventure. Lumpy Space Princess insists upon helping them carry some of the rocks. She's like, I'm not going to carry rocks. And then like, that's fine. We can put them in Jake. She's like, fine. And she pulls up two rocks. She's like, you're welcome, Finn. <laughs> Halfway through the trip, she gets too tired to carry the rocks. And it's really these two tiny little rocks. Yeah. <laughs> and after dropping them, answers another call from Turtle Princess. After hanging up, the trio reach the top of the mountain they are climbing. Yeah. She's about as helpful a secretary as Chris Hemsworth was in the remake of Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part of that is when he's like rubbing like, his, rub eye his eyes through his glasses. Oh my God. Oh, well, the lenses got in the way, so I took them out. <laughs> That's so funny. So this... um rock situation picking up rocks reminded me of a story like when i was a kid um we had this huge garden and we would have to like pick up rocks from the garden and put them in buckets mm -hmm. and put them in the pasture because mm. that way they wouldn't impede the like seeds from growing or whatever yeah and i just remember many of my spring saturday mornings were picking up rocks i even wrote an essay about it and my parents always teased me about that uh. like that i wrote an essay <laughs> about having to pick up rocks it was very traumatic oh but it reminded me of this well no worries we, we have like no rocks in our backyard now i felt like if i had been like lumpy space princess my parents would be like um yeah no yeah no oh man so it, that was in washington right yeah how many giant nasty slugs did you find on the mm -hmm. rocks Many. Oh, there's so many slugs out here. It's crazy. Uh, I saw like a giant one in our backyard last week. You did? I was like, oh. Was an English slug or a banana slug? Uh, whichever one's bigger. <laughs> because this thing was huge. Was it brown or was it all multicolored? Uh, I think it was brown. Okay. You can kill those ones. Oh, okay. We use salt. Yeah. Yeah. It anyway, shrivels them up. They're gross. They are gross. I agree. <laughs> So Finn begins to throw rocks into the lock of phantoms. By the way, I like the I like the lock of phantoms. It's it was, cool. It was creepy. Yeah. It's pretty neat. So he explains that Princess Bubblegum told them to use the rocks to find a safe path to cross. Um, by the way, we haven't seen PB in, the, in this episode of the last one. Mm-mm. Nope. So let, let's explain what the lock looks like. It's like this small, very small lake on the top of this mountain. And with like a, what is it, like a cave in the middle of it? Yeah, like an island yeah. cave. <clears throat> it's cool. I like I like the design. It's simple but cool. Yeah, it was really neat. And in, in the water, you see a bunch of, like, skeletons and stuff. Yeah. So they had to, like, throw the rocks to find the path. Yeah, it's really cool. Mm -hmm. I like it. And LSP could have just floated them across, but... Right. I mean, whatever. <laughs> but at the end, she could barely carry two rocks. <laughs> I, I, I know. I, I said that, and then as soon as I said that, I was like, oh, yeah, she can't carry two Oh, rocks. you're too heavy. <laughs> <laughs> so LSP... Then tries to seduce Finn by making her dress strap fall off, but it has no effect as he's too focused on finding the path. So after finding the path, demarcated by the stones that did not sink to the bottom, they cross the lock and go into the cave across the way. 
Inside the cave, they encounter a portal. Finn and Jake are focused on the portal, but lumpy space princess still tries to seduce the guys by taking off her dress. Uh-oh. Which is inappropriate for a children's <laughs> show, but that's cool. When this fails, she runs into the portal and becomes trapped on the other side in a chamber full of mirrors. In the chamber, lumpy space princess watches as the mirrors fill with images of Finn. A shirtless Finn. <laughs> with his hair all asunder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that is that a right word for that? I don't know. I, th- I think so. <laughs> the mirror fin takes off their shirts and hats, revealing his hair down to his waist. Okay. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Keep reading, Amy. Keep going. My bad. <laughs> no, it's good. So the mirror... Uh, sorry, I had an itch on my nose. Oh, oh. So the mirror fin begins to come out of the mirrors, but the bodies are solid black. Uh, Lumpy Space Princess panics because she thinks her powerful lumps have turned Finn into a monster. So Finn and Jake then burst through and defeat the mirror fins. And after finishing them off, Lumpy Space Princess replies that they came because of her beautiful lumps. But Finn insists that what really matters is what's on the inside. And he says, like your brains and stuff. So they explain to Lumpy Space Princess that Princess Bubblegum sent them there to destroy the magic mirrors. Later, as the trio are in the tree fort, Lumpy Space Princess notices Finn sitting alone outside. She asks Jake what he's doing out there, and he tells her that Finn likes to go outside and think sometimes after an adventure. I like that. I do, too. That's a really cool little detail. That was really awesome. Mm -hmm. Really humanizing. Totally. And the snail was right next to him. Yeah. Snail watch early. Just just hanging out with Finn. Yeah, just just hanging out. Too bad we know it's the lich. (laughs) (laughs) Lumpy space princess that understands about the lumps on the inside and realizes Finn is the beautiful one with his inside lumps. Also, it appears that Lumpy Space Princess may have a crush on Finn, shown by a montage of Finn's interaction with LSP throughout the day. We always knew that she had a crush on Finn. Totally. And oh, by the way, every time it goes into one of these montages in this episode, it plays this weird music. <laughs> I can't even describe it. Like, they're singing in it, but you can't quite understand what the singer's saying. Mm-hmm. And, like, even, you know, Hulu's been really good with subtitles on the show. Yeah. Um, even down to like the sound effects and stuff, they didn't know what to do with these songs. <laughs> <laughs> so inspired, she calls Turtle Princess to tell her that the book will be finished soon. A montage plays where Lumpy Space Princess writes her book, and when finished, she presents the manuscript to Turtle Princess. Though not what she expected, Turtle Princess loves it and decides to publish it and entitle it, I Wrote a Book. <laughs> <laughs> with like LSP on the front, like cheering I, i've got a book it's like what they did when you're in first grade and you like staple those books together that's yes. the books you wrote uh, so lsp returns to the tree fort wearing a brown paper bag and reveals it reveals to finn and jake that she has been there only to do research on her book yelling that finn is hot uh lsp flies towards the window in a rush jake yells after her lumpy space princess you're wearing garbage for clothes While floating out the window backward, LSP replies, gotcha, once again, saying the title of the episode. She's so delusional. Oh my gosh, I know. (laughs) I love this little thing where like when she's flying out the window at the end, she kind of like falters when she's flying for a second, like "Ah," like dips for a second and then keeps flying. She gets caught by the wind. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the note we go out on. Oh, so good. Oh, man. This is a lovely episode. It is. I, okay, so yes, LSP... In this episode got a little annoying. I'm mm-hmm. going to go ahead and say that. I do want to say that she was so lovely. This episode was lovely, the whole thing. It was just it was so well written and put together. I loved it. Yeah. I loved everything about it, Matthew. I did too. Uh I think th- this one was a lot of fun. It's one that I I wouldn't frequent too too often. Sure. Just I because that. yeah, if you watch this episode too much, you're like, oh LSP is getting on my nerves. <laughs> 
but like a one-time watch every now and then it's mm-hmm. really fun yep 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 so jake <laughs> jake was so not into this plan no. of her like being this he's like Ugh, when she came the first time yeah. and then he's like Ugh. this is matt made the comment this is like that bear yeah jake does not like surprise guests impeding on his bro time that's true yep yeah. He's like, ugh, this isn't this wasn't my plan today. One time LSP was like pulled the strap off her dress and was like, My orange juice is coming through and it's like this lump and it's this like lump just sprouts out of her shoulder. It was so gross. <laughs> so uh, we both wrote that she's delusional. Yep. Um I they have the demon sword in this episode. I love that sword. It is so cool. Yeah. I think it's awesome. I, I think it's one one of, if not my favorite Finn Sword in the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am a fan of montages. I love the typing montage of her writing the book. I do think that Turtle Princess was a little unrealistic of her having a whole book written in one day. Yeah, she kept calling her, how's the book? Is it done? Yeah, and it's like, dude, this has been like a half a day, and now it's an a day. Yeah. You're expecting a whole book written? Maybe that's how publishers are. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Did you write it? Did you write the book? How about now? How about now? How about now? What did you like, Matt? So, um... I kind of feel bad saying this, but I used to work with someone who reminds me a lot of LSP. Really? <laughs> now that I've watched this episode, I was like, oh, this reminds me of somebody, uh, somebody I worked with um, when we first met. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I, I won't say names, but it sure reminds me of her. That's funny. And uh, this is totally a spoof of some romantic comedy, but I can't figure out which one it is. If you know which one, let us know. Yes, please. Yes, we would love it. Um, so I liked, yeah, The Lock of Phantoms. I I loved the little detail of Finn sitting outside and thinking about what they went through on their latest adventure. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I love that. That's just like a little moment that adds so much to Finn. I agree. Oh, is that all I wrote? Yep. (laughs) What did you like? As we, oh, I liked the whole thing. I I really, I also liked that little thing. I don't really have much more to add. I just, Mm. I think it was good. I think there was a really good balance between LSP stuff and then the adventuring stuff. Yeah. And how, like, obviously incompatible, like, those two things are. But but I did like how Finn and Jake carried on with, like, their day-to-day adventuring stuff, even though she was there, like, impeding on their lifestyle. Yeah. Um, it was just, I don't know, it was really, it was a really fun balance between the two things. You know what she reminds me of? Mm. Rita Skeeter from Harry Potter. Oh, oh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I can totally see that. Okay. Um, there's another little thing about Finn that I love in this episode, but I'll get into it after favorite lines. We should do the snail, just so we officially have snail watch moment. Mm-hmm. As we mentioned before, it was... Uh, on the log next to Finn when he's sitting there thinking. Snail watch! 2021. Yeah. Boom. Favorite line? Oh, do you have a favorite line? I do, um, but you took it, so I'm just oh, going to say, hey, girl. Hey, girl. It's such a good spoof on, like, girl culture. Yeah. It's really funny. Yeah, it's it's great. It's they're, great. they're both, so LSP and Turtle Princess are, like, girls from a 90s comedy. Yes, it's like Mean Girls <laughs> 90s teen comedy. It's so funny. I love it. So my favorite line was from Finn, and it's, you're beautiful on the inside, like your brain and stuff. Because he could have easily been annoyed with LSP after everything she did in this episode, but he was still super cool with her in the end. Totally. It was Mm -hmm. like, again, I think the cool thing about, well, I'll I'll save that for later. So it's like you have this moment, and then like a minute later, you have the thing with him just sitting there looking sad on a log. Was he looking sad or was he looking contemplative? Mm, Contemplative. So it's like, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I love like the, uh, the little moments with Finn in this episode. I agree. I agree. 
Also, you put on here, Kerploop. Oh, yeah. Kerploop. It's a finism. <laughs> it, it's so funny because he's like, and then Jake's like, Kerploop. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the first time Jake acknowledges a finism. It's so great. I love it. Like, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Give me an impression of a character. These lumps aren't for sale, Billy. Awesome. I like that. That was really good. Yeah, thanks. It was like... <laughs> So funny at the beginning of the episode when, like, she's got the bugs on her. All these random, like, animals are trying to come get her. So there's a vulture and a snake and ants and fleas. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, so great! Oh my god, I just realized. Um, by the way, speaking of LSP and bugs and stuff or animals, remember the episode where she was living on her own and she was she thought that she was making friends with the wolves? Yes. And, like, she created, like, this drama between them? Yeah. That reminded me of the movie uh, Grizzly Man. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Yes. If you haven't noticed, we've been watching Grizzly Man. We've been watching Grizzly Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of Ron Herzog. Yeah. All right, Matt. What's your impression? Hey, Jake. It's Finho. Also LSP. <laughs> You're so good at that. Yeah, I, I thought it sounded a little like Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get to some trivia. All right. In her writing room, LSP talks about how Finn is a great person who helps her. She also writes that Finn is the hot one and says his shadow monster was even hotter. And her next paragraph is about how she is observant and writes about how Melissa one time had her lumps all crooked. All crooked, sorry, when she came out of the bathroom and she deserved it because that's what you get if you P.O. Lumpy Space Princess. Oh, almost swore there, Adventure mm. Time. On LSP's desk, there's a binder with a picture of Ricardio on it. Interesting. Ricardio, the heart guy. Oh, he is a heartthrob. Yeah. Heartthrob. Uh-huh. Oh, that's right. He was giving her the best friend massage. That's probably where she fell for him. Best friend massage. It's completely consensual. <laughs> So, it is revealed in this episode that Finn now cooks his noodles, influenced by Marceline cooking his noodles and what was missing. Oh, that's so cool. Nice little uh, carryover. Yeah. Throwback. Yeah. It is shown that LSP eats the fruit pies with with the packaging still on it. This is most likely because she has not been eating properly since returning to the woods and homelessness. Yes. <laughs> oh, my. So, uh, your prediction for this episode based on its name. So, you guessed based on the name Gotcha. Jake sets up a trick for Finn, luring him into eating Jake's special cookies. So Finn falls for the trick, and Jake revels in catching Finn in the act of getting caught. I love that. I think creativity-wise, that sounds so funny. I would love to see that as just a standalone episode. I'm giving that an A. Nice. As far as how close it was. Well, Jake doesn't set up a trick, but LSP does. Is it a trick, though? Uh, to get him to fall in love with her? I don't know. She lures him with her lumps. <laughs> love is not enough. As far as how close it is, I'm giving it a C. All right. That sounds good. <laughs> but she does revel in the end. So just replace Jake with LSP and you're good. All right. Cool. I'll know that for next time for my next notes. Yeah. But do you want to predict what our next episode's about based on the name? Yes. By the way, it's like, depending on where you watch it, the next episode is flip-flopped with the episode after it. But on Hulu, we're going with this. So it's Princess... Whoa, wait, wait, no. Hulu, it's Card Wars. Oh, so okay. Should I change that one? Oh, I didn't do one because I know what Card Wars is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why. Oh, yeah, so no prediction because you've already seen the next episode. Yeah. Which is Card Wars. And I'm so flipping excited about it. I've been so excited all season so far to get to Card Wars. I can't even wait. Yeah, we do. All right, before we get to the rest of our episode, um, any last thoughts on this episode? I think it's hilarious. 
you have an equal balance of adventure and LSP shenanigans. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, any, like, really big LSP episodes in the past have been very LSP, but this one has, like, a good balance of her, Finn, and Jake, which is cool. So what I think is cool about this episode is it's very similar to the last episode, where this gives us a check-in on what is the relationship between Finn and Jake and LSP. Oh, yeah. And and how, like, different dynamics of their relationship and friendship. Um, I think that, like the last episode... We see a lot of her, like, characteristics coming out and understanding of who she is and, like, the things that are going on in her life and the friendships that she has and how it relates to Finn and Jake and their, like, and and how their friendship is then also, mm. like, married together. Yeah, and it's, yeah, like you said, it's the same with the last one with uh, Ice King. Like, it's checking in on where the relationship is with Ice King. Mm-hmm. And, like, in the first season, anytime Finn and Jake came across Ice King, they would immediately just... Go into fighting. Right. But in this last one, you could see, like, they're annoyed with his presence. Well, Jake goes immediately into fighting because Ice King breaks through his wall. But, you know, with Finn, it's not immediate fighting. He's just like, oh, what do you want, Ice King? Yeah. So it's like you can see that there's a little bit of a complication in their old rivalry at this point. Mm -hmm. And they're starting to develop some kind of a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a really good way of putting it. It gives Mm -hmm. me a lot more appreciation for both these episodes. Yeah. I love it so much. I love these episodes. I thought they were great. Watch them. I think you'll enjoy them. Yeah. Same here. Cool. Yeah. So, before we get to listener feedback, we have some really cool thing. Yeah. So, we have an official phone number for you to leave your listener feedback in a voicemail. Um, And so, each week, what we're going to do is talk about, you know, something you can leave a voicemail about, and we'll play them on the air. Yeah. So, for next week's episode, we're covering Card Wars and Cookie Princess, and we want you to call in and tell us what's your favorite game that you like to play, or who's your favorite princess or really anything that you're interested in telling us about. And please, please, if you do call in, you don't have to do this, but we'd love it if you could do an impression of a character, too. Totally. It'd yeah, be rad. That'd be fun. And we'd love to play it on the show. Yes. So if you do want to call, the phone number is 216-260-GLOB or 216-260-4562. Yep. So give us a call and uh, we'll play it on the end of every episode. We're going to pull play them uh, on, on the show. Absolutely. Cool. So, guess what, Matt? What? It's time for listener feedback. Listener feedback. Woo-hoo. And we got some. Uh, we got some doozies. Doozies. All right. So the first one is from Overcooked Walrus. It's an email titled "Hey Matt and Amy." And they say, "Hey, it's me, Owen again. I just wanted to tell you, I was talking to an Adventure Time Instagram page owner. I asked them if they could post about your podcast. Anyway, I hope you guys get some more listeners because you deserve it. Thank you. And if you want to check them out, the Instagram name is." I got lost in Ooland. Bye. Oh, thank you so much for uh, for giving us the plug. That's amazing. Um, I'm totally gonna check that out on Instagram. Uh, for, I don't know why <laughs> we're on like every social media platform of the podcast except Instagram. We tried setting one up once, and there was some hiccup, but we're we're totally gonna get on top of that. Yep. 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 So yeah, yep. thanks again, man. I might check that out right now. We should do it. Yeah, let's, let's check it out. Let's do it. Let's do it right now. Make a make a Yeah, we're checking my, it out now. My picture on Instagram is me with thumbs up, um, with because uh, we made bacon pancakes once. Bacon pancakes, making bacon pancakes. Oh, fun. Oh, so, nice. I got lost in Ooland has a picture of LSP. So, oh, and they did post about our podcast. Oh, that's so cool. It's got 221 likes. Nice. <laughs> that's really awesome. That's amazing. We're responding on air. Coolio. Yeah. 
Well, thanks thanks so much for telling us about that. Yep. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I love this. I also, love we're it. just kind of glued on that profile now because there's so much cool Adventure Time stuff on it. <sighs> I love it all. I'm not Okay. Uh, we got a, another, a, a, we got a five-star review from BMO and it's like B monster, but it has BMO for BMO. Mm-hmm. Anyway, your show is the best. A year ago, my dad found, uh, your over the garden wall episode while drawing. I really liked it. So I kept listening to the podcast. Sometimes I listen to it while working on my RPG games. That's so cool. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm glad somebody listened to the over the garden wall episode. I wasn't sure if that got like, if that was like a thing or not. <laughs> Yay. Thank you. All right, um, and another five-star review from Wolf the God. In the Boingaloings. In the Boingaloings. OMG, I love this podcast. Okay, I'm going to be honest here. I feel like BMO can be kind of a jerk. Just <laughs> look at all his interactions with Nefter. Anyways, bye. P.S. Best quote from Jake is, hey, it's okay, dude. Not breathing's cool. <laughs> P.S.S. You know that feeling whenever you look at your unchangeable username you made in the past and think, Why? Just why? Yes, yes, I do. All the time. <laughs> All the time. Yes, thank you. Thank I you still so have an email at Wonder Girl. Oh, really? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's a Hotmail account. Oh, man, I'm glad I don't go by Maddie Potato anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> because my, uh, my nickname in high school was Potato Man because I what? wore too much brown and I had brown curly hair. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I didn't even know that. I looked like Spuds. Oh, uh, Spuds McKenzie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, imagine that going to job interviews. So is your email still maddiepotato at yahoo.com? <laughs> I can't right now with you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, speaking of listener feedback, I, I left my very first email. Uh, sorry. I left my very first voicemail on another podcast yesterday, and I was a hot mess. So thank you, everybody who has ever called in and left a voicemail on our show because... Um, I got I got the jitters. I was like I was stumbling over my words and everything. And you've all done an amazing job in comparison. Yeah, yeah. we like you guys. Yeah, yeah, you guys are pretty cool. So I think that's gonna do it for this episode. Hey, Matt. Yeah, that's another episode. Yeah, and after the next one, we'll be halfway through season four. That's awesome. Next, uh, next uh, episode, we're gonna feature our friends Mooney and Sarah. Yeah, can't wait to have them. On. Yep, it's always a good time. We're so much in love with them. Absolutely. So, hey, thank you so much. You can always follow us on Twitter or Facebook with the handles at Oh My Glob Podcast. Check us out on anchor.fm. You can leave a voicemail there or you can call us on our new number, which is 216-260-4562 or 216-260-GLOB. You can always email us at uh, ohmyglobpodcast at gmail.com or... Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Yes, please. It's the best way to get the show out there. That's right. With that said, I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And we'll catch you on the flip. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye. That was a rough ending. Yeah. <laughs>